like stunning, I like shining, I like million dollar deals. Where's my pen? Bitch, I'm signing. I like those Balenciagas. Am I on? Absolutely. We are back. This is Truth Serum. It is Monday, September 25th. Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B is killing it right now on Instagram. Um, those of you who listen that love her, I love her too. I went from hating her to love her. And um, I think she's hilarious. And some of her videos are just so funny because it's stuff that we all think and we are afraid to say out loud because of social cues. And she doesn't have any social boundaries. And I love it. Um, anyway, we are back. Marcus King is in the house. Uh, you guys know him from uh, the Foxhole, managed some of the biggest uh, names in comedy. And now he is here at Dash Radio. And uh, Marcus, what you want? No one knows me from the foxhole. I don't know. I do, because that's where you called me a bitch. I called you. Really? You're mm-hmm. really going to say that in yeah. the public like that? Absolutely. Okay, I, think I did. For the seen. record, since we're exposing it, I did not call you a bitch. Okay. No, he referred Can to we, me as a bitch. He was like, that's the bitch that, says, that wrote the letter. I did not say that. I don't okay. even use, I don't call women that. You, who are you talking to? You I, don't call, like talk, I don't call women you bitches. You're talking to me like I don't know you. I just don't. That was okay. back in my too short uh, intern days, but I'm done past that. Okay, good. Well, anyway. What, you, my, what would my daughters think if you said? You your know, daughters have gone off on you about you being a sexist plenty of oh times. Oh, God. Really? We really going there? <laughs> your daughters are feminists. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the, both. I won't say their names because they have a private life. But uh, shout out to my beautiful daughters in, in New York City. Hopefully they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, well, that's what What's we happening? are. Thanks for having me here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having this me here. This is great, man. I'm glad you're here. All right, I, this is wonderful. We talked about this two years ago, remember? Did we talk about this? And see, we're here. Yeah. It took us a while. I said, we're going to work together someday and look. Did yeah. I say that? Yeah, no, no. But that we, we're going to work together whether I was here or not. But you said two years ago that you were going to come to Dash Radio. You don't remember that? I did say that. But, uh-huh. you know, that was under a different economic system. But now that it's a little bit more level, we can now so they can do af- some commerce. They can afford you now. No, it's not even that. It's just you got to make the situation right. So okay. hopefully we're right. It's beautiful having you here, man. I went to see your show Saturday night, and I thought you did great. Thank you. I'm I, glad you came. It means a lot to me coming from you. I saw a calmer, cooler Ida Rodriguez. Yeah. I saw a more polished. I said, yeah. oh, she's working with somebody that is really tempering her delivery and everything. Wow, You, you really seem it. like a pro. I noticed. Whoever you're working you with, gave, stay uh, there. You gave somebody <laughs> the credit for that? Huh? You gave somebody else the credit for no, that? No, I mean, it, it takes a team. It takes a village. No, nah, that was, you know what that is? Listen, and I and I told Emery that before the show, I had a conversation with you a long time ago about uh, what what my motivation in comedy was, and I told you my mom lives in the hood, and everything I do is to get my mama out the hood. Yes. And right before the show, you sent me a text, and you said, "Go get your mama out the, the hood. hood." Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. So that's what it is. I uh, I take notes. I'm not. Um, I'm a Virgo, and I'm a contrarian, and a lot of times. I uh, I resist, but I do listen. And a lot of the notes that you gave me about my set and a lot of notes about transitions at developing the jokes, my act outs, because I have a pro- I, I, I normally will have a problem acting out jokes and physicality because I don't want to be a buffoon. And then I had to really learn the difference between being a buffoon and just committing to a bit 
And a lot of that I attribute to your notes. Well, you know what? This is the biggest note I think you I can give you. I think that sometimes you're smarter than the curve. Right. So when you get so past the curve, it's hard for you to slow yourself down. And I think sometimes the audience has to catch up with you. And we can't all, we're not all that good, you know, especially moving as a group. So you don't always see the results that I think you expect and you should get based on what you have to say. But I think what you did yesterday or day before, whatever, Saturday, I think you really let us stay with you a little bit and mm-hmm. let us, you know, kind of ride with you because you slowed it down for us a little bit. So thank you for doing that. Well, I appreciate that. I, I always know there's a bunch of dummies out there. I didn't say you that. Leave you them said behind. that. <laughs> you can't leave them behind. And you got to do what you got to do because a lot of people get their information and their news from Baller Alert and TMZ, and you got to take them yeah. into account. Yeah. What was funny is um, I, I have my godson here with me, uh, Marcus Anthony, and uh, he's on what show is that? Housewives of Fresno or something they like that. They got one in Fresno too? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's on uh, LA Love and Hip Hop, right? Oh, so, you on Love and Hip Hop? And oh, okay. That's why you got the Fresh Waves. we gotta deal with that at home like these these dudes hey there is a there is a serious serious uh hierarchy about with waves uh, amongst these young black dudes yeah look he's like yeah i've always had waves waves are back what really they got brushes they got caps i know somebody who's getting rich off these wave caps i didn't know it was hot when i had hair yeah i know and i waved out you know (laughs) i used to say you're gonna get seasick looking at these waves but yeah i waved goodbye. (laughs) hilarious i waved goodbye everything did but uh, no, I didn't know waves were back. No wonder he came in do ragged up. That's right. Uh, anyway, yeah. quickly, this is Ida Rodriguez. You are live on Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. Uh, Marcus King is to my right. Um, his fine nephew is in the in the house. He's on one of the hip hop shows. He's gonna have a baby with a girl who can sing, and then it's gonna spin off, and he's gonna have another TV show. And um, his ways are going to dwindle, and then after he has two more kids, he's going to be bald like Marcus. Hilarious. After the child support and yes. the divorce, and he loses yes. the house. Thank you. He's Thank a- you. Tell me about it. I'm a visitor. <laughs> it was like, can I come dog sit? I said, are you serious? <laughs> and I went and dog sit in my own house. But that's another story. <laughs> um, I can't believe you just said that, though. Uh, that yeah, is so yeah, funny. It's crazy. Um, so, Emery. Um, Yes, I, I, man, it's so good to see you, man. I, I saw you the other night, and I knew whatever impact, and sometimes it's just not so much what you say or do, but just the presence and the impact that you have on somebody really can change. So I'm really seeing a maturity in what Ida is doing creatively now. So. And are you trying to credit it a man for it? No, me. I'm not. Oh, I was going to say. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. You know what? I'm not taking giving credit or taking credit away. I'm just saying what is, is, and there I'm living in the moment. you go being a sexist. I'm about to call you girls. No, I'm living in the moment. Uh, no, I'm I know you came in, in here hype. You was dancing. Now, nah, you know you I was dancing. You must have some good vegan I was, food. I'm a great cheer. Yeah, I did. I did have a little energy bar because I was feeling down and out for a minute. Oh, yeah, but no, no. I had me a nice little, you know, 20 gram of energy, so I'm good. But you know but, what? Let me let me just say, uh, we still attribute attribute most of the success to Ida. I mean, it don't come any. It's all her. It's all her. So whatever you saying, I understand. It, I receive it, but it's all her. I'm gonna tell you this. He bought me these all, all these different kind of uh, uh, index cards and stickies. 
so that I could categorize my jokes mm-hmm. and put them in a in a database mm-hmm. so that I can start. Because, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, noticed Saturday, but I was working really hard on my transitions mm-hmm. and uh, going from place to place to tell a story. Because I can be very non sequitur and I jump mm-hmm. back and forth from place to place. And he's been very helpful in because he's a corporate minded person mm-hmm. in getting organized about stuff. And really looking at my career from a business perspective, which you know I have a very hard time doing because yes. I'm such an emotional artist. And um, sometimes I know I, that I want to just fight everybody. Yes, can't do that. I agree with you. Yeah. But but however you organized it, it really helped your delivery. See, I'm not saying that somebody should take credit for your craft and your gift and your brilliance. But I am saying that sometimes that has to be tempered and it has to be couched in something that delivers to the audience and connects with the audience in a certain way. So whatever that was, it could be all you. But- no, it was notes. It was notes. It was uh, repetition, um, practice, um, breaking. The- I went to Atlantic City last week mm-hmm. and I broke up my set into chunks. Mm-hmm. And I just I wanted every chunk to be fire. Emory. Right. Yeah. So Emory wasn't in Atlantic City. That's okay. It was me and the Pauly Shore people and the Jersey Shore people and a bunch of white people who voted for Trump. But but Ida, all I'm saying is this, and I'm not trying to attribute your success of that show the other night to anyone okay. because you did that. But having certain things in your life sometimes helps you get certain things done. That's that joke it, I have that men always say, you know what you need, girl? You need some dick. And the girl like, nah, I need Motrin. Dick is what gave me the headache. I, I didn't. I wasn't even going there. I Why know, but the, the man in you. I um, didn't even. I wasn't even talking about that. No, I and don't then, know what's this going on. This wouldn't be but, good radio if I would agree with you. Well, like you know what, you're, you're right, just trying Marcus. to make good radio. <laughs> I'm trying to do something because uh, bitches who do makeup on Instagram Hilarious. and fuck rappers are getting paid. Really? And people like me with scruples and morals are filling out applications at FedEx. Well, did you, <laughs> so, can you get callers? I would challenge your callers to prove you wrong and say they appreciate what you do on stage and it's something that has value to them because wrong. you're really a reflection of who people. Your audience is a reflection of who you are and what they want to hear from you. So I don't believe that it's just women who do hair on the Internet and all of that get attention. I think you can get attention, too. And I'm going to challenge your callers to see if that's true. 310-986-6610. 310-986-6610. And where are you going to be this weekend, Ida? I'm going to be in Boston Thursday through Saturday. I will be at Boston Laughs. So make sure you uh, pick up your tickets. You can go to funnyida.com and uh, click on the link and buy some tickets to my show. Boston, that's where I was born. I was born in Brigham Young Hospital, and I expect all my Puerto Ricans to come out, my Dominicans to come out. I expect my black people to come out, and y'all white people could come hang out too. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to keep it real. I'm going to bring my truth serum. We're going to have a good time, and uh, and nobody's going to get mugged after the show. What is that ethnic group in Boston that— they are Cape Verdeans. Man, that's that's hey and, uh, man. Scott Ooh. is in the back. Scott <laughs> caught it first because you know Scott and his I couldn't little, think of it. His little half Asian baby. I know, I, I've known them so long, but uh, they're Cape Verdeans. And, oh, okay, uh, that's right. You do know Scott. Yeah, I know Scott and uh, Brian. Uh, his brother is his was uh, instrumental in my first career of being. Um, a promoter in San Diego. Yes, you were in San Diego. Brian so Matthews. You, you yeah. have to know so the I Matthews know them. family. I know them. Yeah, yeah, they've been. 
I've known them the whole time I've been in California. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so anyway. So Brian is the talkative <laughs> one and Scott is the weird one. Yeah. You do yeah. know them. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And so, they, but let me tell you something. They're both consistent and they're the same. And it doesn't matter what's happened in their lives. They all, Brian was the, the program director at the radio station mm-hmm, in San Diego. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens in their lives, they always remain grounded. And the same people, every time you see them. When Scott met Emery, the first thing he did was clown Emery. And I was like, that's Scott being Scott. He's you know what, got Emery? Did, and you guys never met before? The first time at the mall. My yeah. best friend, Lester Connor. We were walking into Stop the bragging. improv. No, I'm just, nobody knows Lester, but we were walking into the improv and Scott walked behind Lester. This was like 20 years, over 25 years ago. He walked behind Lester and covered his eyes <laughs> like, guess who? And Lester <laughs> turned around and looked and said, hey, what's up, man? I was like, wait a minute, you don't know Scott? <laughs> he was like, nah, we never met. I said, fuck, Scott, why are you so goddamn weird? What's the weird shit about? <laughs> I don't get it. But, you know, I'm used to it. Now, I met Scott at the Bears Lair at UC Berkeley where they used to do comedy in the pub. Oh, yeah? In 19, I won't say what year, but in the early 80s, I would say. Dang. And... uh <laughs> And Scott used to run the pub at the at UC Berkeley, and it was just a strange vibe of of a lot of beer and a lot of uh, confusion. Uh-huh. So, and the comics all pretty much stink. No, oh my God! You know, according I guess to me, but the audience loved them because the, the more beer you drink, of course, the funnier they got. You're really hard on comics, though. Ah. Uh, But you know what? I don't know why this just triggered a memory in me. Because I have a list of some of the funniest stories I've ever heard in life. And you're on the top five, in the top five. Oh, was the story about me or a story I told? It's the story of you fighting your, the boy, the guy who your girlfriend cheated on you with. You beat him up and you dropped your keys in his house. Oh, don't, don't repeat that. (laughs) (laughs) And you had to go back and get your keys. I got unplugged and everything. Don't, 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 uh. Yeah, I just I say names. she just took me out to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the funniest. Listen, I've heard some funny stories in life, but that's the day that I knew I was like, "Oh, Marcus is from the Bay." He was one of them. Yeah, old. that that was a yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. It was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't that funny that day. But yeah. um, I don't know why I told you that story. Maybe it was to help kind of inspire. It was something you. funny though. Yeah. It was, but you were like, "Yo, I was at, I was, I fought the dude, and I beat his ass, and I dropped my keys, and I had to go back out." <laughs> yeah, you really those gonna th- tell the story? Those okay. things like write themselves. You know and, what? And it, you know what? He and your father are still best friends to this day. Absolutely. But after that moment, no. <laughs> yeah, that that was crazy because uh, you know, you know, it was one of those situations that. Went bad, I guess. Yeah, but it was know. funny though. It's like, it's a, it's such you know what it is. We were talking about TV show sitcom situations, and that's something that would happen on a TV show. It would happen, you know. I, and I'll tell a bit of the story. I just got into an altercation with somebody in their own house, and I thought, you know, when you're young, you feeling all this testosterone and all this stuff, and I kicked the door in, and I went and got my girlfriend, and all of this stuff. It was just a bad situation, and. He and I got, I didn't, I knew the dude and we got into a tussle and all this stuff and it didn't go right. And, you know, I left and, you know, I was listening to NWA all the way home, blasting in my car and wasn't even my car, but blasting NWA. And, and then I found out when it was time for me to go home, my keys fell in the melee in his house. <laughs> so I had to call him back and say, uh, 
Yeah, man. You know that little misunderstanding we just had? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I think I left my keys. He said, yeah, your goddamn keys is here. <laughs> I went back. His eye was swollen and all kind of shit. But yeah, you know, don't don't fight people in their own house. That's the remedy and the, uh, the antidote to this. Don't go over anybody else's house and have a fight. On that note, don't ever fight somebody in their own house. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Marcus King has a big announcement to make here on Truth Serum. So uh, if you are near your phone, call us, 310-986-6610. Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. We'll be right back. I've been drinking, I've been drinking. I get filthy when that liquor get it to me. I've been thinking. I've been thinking, why can't I keep my fingers off it, baby? I want you, nah, nah. Why can't I keep my fingers off it, baby? I want you, nah, nah. Cigars on ice, cigars on ice. Feeling like an animal with these cameras all in my grill. Flashing lights, flashing lights. You got me pity, 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 baby, I want you, nah, nah. Can't keep your eyes off my pity, daddy, I want you, nah, nah. Drunk in love, I want you. We woke up in the kitchen saying, how the hell did this shit happen, oh, baby? If I do say so myself, if I do say so myself, hold on. 
All right, and we are back. This is Truth Serum with Aida Rodriguez. I am in the studio with Marcus King. We have uh, a couple of people in the studio that are stopping by to talk about what they got going on. But right now, Marcus wants to talk about what he has going on. And, and this is not a special announcement or anything. It's really like my support behind, you know, what we've done before. We met at the Foxhole, yep. no matter how you want to say we met. Yeah. But we met at the Foxhole on Sirius Radio when I was doing that that um, network and it was real fun to really launch that with along with Jamie Foxx and a great brand to help, you know, round out some of the things that we were doing with Jamie. And now we've kind of taken some of that energy and brought it over here to dash. So I just wanted to come on and just congratulate you. And I'm happy to be working with you on this. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to mm -hmm. be a lot of surprises, I think. And I think, you know, you have a great voice, and I just wanted to be in business. It's one of the reasons I came over, because you said you can get your ass over here or I'm out. Yeah, uh, I did say that. Um, because I think that, you know, you and I have had some great conversations about doing some great things, and now we have the opportunity to do it. So we really launched this channel. Um, one of the former, um, I guess, Foxhole alumni came over, and he was the, he is the program director, Zoe Williams, at Dash. And he said, man, just come over and see what it is. And I really like the energy here and what they're doing. And I think we're going to have a comedy channel just off the chain from doing live events to doing, you know, special events here at the station. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so, too. Um, the only request that I have is that I want Snoop to come on my show. Because okay. Snoop, the, he probably doesn't even know who I am, but Snoop reposted a video of mine that to date has gotten almost 16 million views. And it's it will and it's my stand up because you know I never wanna I've never wanted to trend or go viral being ignorant or doing something. I wanted to go viral doing my what my craft is, which is stand up because a lot of comedians do sketches and those go viral. But I wanted it to be me on the stage with a microphone, and he posted it, and Trey Songs posted it, and Killer Mike posted it. But he was the first one to post it, and so. I know he's on this network. Make it happen. I don't want to hear no excuses. No, we can make that happen. He's a grandfather now. He became a good... Congratulations, Snoop. He became a grandpa You today. can give him some parenting wow. tips. Yeah, he put it on Instagram. He wow. Well, you know, you're parent number one, so I know you know how to, you know, pass that great advice along. So I want to thank you for having me take up some of your time on your show. I know. No, I know. I want to talk to your godson because he's on uh, television. I'm trying to get some street credit yeah. with the young people. Well, you know what? My godson is a different dude. You know, yeah. my godson is an anomaly of a lot of different things. And um, no one knew that he was a, a he, he basically I used to call him a church hustler. Oh, yeah. Because he played a piano at like six different services on Sunday. That's because I love the Lord. Yeah. You <laughs> love some some other things in the church, too. But That's we won't true. get into that. Amen. You know, uh, how old are you? Thirty four. Oh, he looks—he looks. He looks I look like a little kid. No, I was gonna say we got one of these at home right here, though. We got, yeah, you know, uh, well, you know, I got one of, with the waves and the yeah. deep voice, and always has all the right things to say. But yeah, but the one you have at home is not quite cooked like this one. This one was cooked, and he was like, "Oh, put it back in." You didn't nah. know whether to put it back in or not. Nah, not a, well, yeah. Yours came out fully That's what cooked, I tell him, and he King, knows who he is. Let me put it back in. But this, uh, ah. hilarious. See, <laughs> see what I mean? See, that's why we had to pull him out of the churches. Uh, I'm sure. yeah, that's no, it's, it's a joke. You know it's what's funny joke. is I gotta hear I gotta hear these. I'm in the room with Marcus and Marcus. Yeah, no, I know. And the and Emery and Scott. So and these Scott. these black men who have been um a hot mess in their younger days. It's not you know what I mean? Like and I'm a good guy. Whatever. 
Um, and so it's funny to hear like, the stories because when he tells, when Emery tells me about when he was younger and uh, and the stuff that was going on He's in still his life, young. What you talking I'm talking about? about when he was hot mess young, like this right here. Well, I'm not hot mess young. Yeah, you are. I, I'm like now to see it with okay. you know with Omar and to see him, you're like, wow, this is it continues. Yeah, it, it doesn't stop. So you, Marcus. Marcus Anthony. Marcus Anthony. Uh -huh. You know you're in trouble when motherfucker yourself. tell you to say his first name and his middle name. It's, Look it's at her Marcus right there. Marcus Anthony. She like. Everybody's in here blushing. Look, look at it. What she up? not blushing. Tell us about the show that you're on. Um, well, actually, I'm I'm doing guest appearances on Love and Hip Hop this season. So oh, they, uh, they brought me on. Um, just, you know, doing some singing stuff on there. Okay. And writing and producing out here in L.A. for a while now. I also got my start, you know, through my godfather. Of course. Got me out here in L.A. And then, uh, you know, Jamie Foxx gave me that good blessing into the industry. So now it's, you know, time for me to spread my own wings. That, that um you they sing on that show? Uh yeah, some of us do. Okay. Some of, I mean, some of us really do. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, no, I mean, I, don't I, mean know. It's, I know people watch it for the drama and right, that, but right. it's it's some talented people on there. Yeah, no, the young what's the girl uh that Jay Z had on his label was on that show. Uh, um, with who Brooke? No, I forgot her name. It starts with a T. Tierra Marie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Tierra's yeah. on there. Tierra Marie's on there. Uh, Brooke Valentine is on there. Um, A one is on there. I mean, everybody watches because of the drama, but. When it comes to producing, he's he's actually very dope. Right, rock so, stars on there now as well. They got a lot of it's a lot of talented cats on the show. So, what drama are you bringing to the show? Because there's no there's there's no way you're gonna be there just singing and dancing. Well, the good singing. thing is, is is because this is my actual first season. Okay. So that you know they kind of introducing me and you know they haven't really gave me too much room to get into too much trouble yet. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, it, it's gonna be a lady thing for me because I already see a the few of them peeking and I'm peeking back. Oh, God. <laughs> that part. It's so funny when you see it now. <laughs> Don't shake your head, King. What? King told me. King told me alone. I got a story about King. I was on tour. First time I ever was on tour. So I'm running around happy to be singing in front of all these people. So after the show, we were going to meet and greet, and I see all the you know girls waiting to take pictures, mm -hmm. and I go in. Hey, how you doing? My name is Marcus. I'm trying to brand myself. Mm -hmm. now. So Marcus right. King pulled me aside. He said, "Let me tell you something." He said, "You see all these women." These are Jamie Foxx's women until he picks. <laughs> he, says, he said, come here, you need to do this. He said, dim your light. And I was like, what? That's that's uh, the 48 lots of power. Yeah, I said, dim your light. Mm -hmm. So I literally, I kept that with me forever. And I tell yeah. everybody that That's story. the first 48 law of power, never outshine the master. Yeah, and, I, and, and to me, I wasn't doing it like that on purpose. I'm mm -hmm. just, you know, trying to, hey, just want you to get to know yeah. me. I'm, You're you trying know, to smash hoes. That wasn't that. It was just me trying to brand my, I was trying to, you know. You can tell, myself. yeah, listen, I'm a, a, Hilarious. a, a female comedian. Um, as a matter of fact, you're listening to Truth <clears throat> Serum with Ida Rodriguez. We are live. Marcus Anthony? Anthony. It's like Mark Anthony uh, in English is on. He's on. <laughs> Mar yeah, Marcos Antonio. He's this season um, of Love and Hip Hop LA. Hollywood. Same is that Hollywood? Yeah, it's uh, Hollywood. Hollywood. And tell us about what's going on with your music. Well, now we actually, uh, we in the talks. We got a new deal on the table, a couple deals on the table. So oh, it's about just making the right decision and not really, you know, signing your life away for the dollar. Mm -hmm. That's not what it's about. And it's, you know, just creating the right team around me, uh, my godfather, of course, and just having that right substance to put some, you know, out in the industry that makes sense. What kind of music? R&B. 
Oh, okay. They still do that. Uh, see, that's uh, the point right there. See, that's exactly. the fact that you say they still do that because it's it's foreign. What you hear now is like robotic and it's yeah, it's not natural. No, no, it's not natural to be like, bitch, drink this alcohol. Let me put my foot in your ass. Hilarious. Well, fuck your mama and bitch. But you know, it's crazy. That's how, that's how you catch people's attention now. It's oh, like, no, I know. So when they do that, everybody like, oh, I like that. And then it's like, do you really? And then when you sing, they like, oh. Yeah. No, so let me ask you this. Is Trey Songs old now in the music business? Is he the old school dude? Okay, can I just tell you this story? Can I tell you the story? Of course, I told you there's always a King story. No, it's not my story at all. Okay. I got this dude. dude, This dude is on the road singing background for Monica, right? Marcus (laughs) Anthony, right? (laughs) Okay. And and he's a former athlete or whatever, you know. Great. And still great. Well, anyway, former athlete. We always brag about. He's also very humble. Yes, ma'am. Very modest. Nothing like me. To God be the Uh, glory. But he always, we always boasted about our athleticism or whatever, what used to be. So I call him, and he's on the road. And on the road, you can kind of back your buses up so you can kind of create your own environment. So they create their own environment, and Monica is opening for Trey Songs, right? So I call him, and he says, it's a huge line outside. I said, okay, cool. Show sold out. He said, yeah. And everybody saw me dunk on Trey Songs because they put a basketball court up, and now he dunked on Trey Songs. I said, you know you're going to get fired, right? (laughs) You know you're going to get fired. Trey, my boy, man. Shout out, Trey, man. We used to hoop all the time, and and things tend to get, you know what I mean? After a while, you you take that stardom down, and it's like, it's okay, you don't care about him being Trey Songs no more. You just another cat on the court. Let's go ahead. He's a he's a pop, he would be a um he would be a what do you call it, a point guard right because he's yeah little. he'd be yeah he'd be yeah. a point he's I mean little. and that's what it is this is just us having fun but you know every now and then you catch somebody slipping and it just no I'm a Trey Songz fan so oh, no, that's no. why Trey, yeah Trey my boy he doing yeah. his thing. he not old it's just like not, I, said, I know he's not old but music, what I'm saying no, I mean musically. musically music has just changed yeah. and, and it, it's not that it's a bad thing but it's like I asked you right now how many R and B artists you know name them. Oh, I, you mean current? That's like, yeah, young and relevant. You probably can't oh, name I like, uh, well, Party Next Door. Is he considered an R&B artist? I like, um... That's one person? Or yeah. an event? But see, that's what I'm saying. But see, if you sit here and try to name R&B artists, you won't. But now let's say name Miguel, a hip-hop artist. It's 3,000 right. of them. No, no, absolutely. We we talk about that all yeah, the time. Yeah, so that's the only thing. It's just, it's not that many of us that can really do it and compete with today. No, that's why there's so much nostalgia. And even the young people, when you hear Jodeci or you hear Boys and Men, people right. love it and go right. crazy because... Yeah, so we got something for them. Oh, good. We got something for them. King... What do you mean? What do you mean? What's I don't know what that means. The way they talk, the way they move. The, oh, he's asking y'all, how important. Y'all, do y'all is, communicate through DMs? Well, I mean, you know, everything now is the everything now is social media. Like you don't even need to get nobody's phone number no more because now mm-hmm. they got it to where you could just Facetime somebody via on Instagram. Man, let me tell you something. I went, I got so I have my DMs and then. I have my the DMs that I have not approved. It gets yeah, it gets here. real in the DM. Oh, yo, I I listen. I uh I opened my DM one time and I mm-hmm. opened the thing and I got hit in the face with a dick that I did not ask for. <laughs> wow. And I was like, what yeah. is this no, shit? No, you're right. I got a I got but, a DM right now. A girl sent me an ass shot for no reason. Don't uh, know. But, it, but it, you know what's weird though is like I because of the way that it was I nice think too. I went to his page because I was like, this gotta be like a troll page that doesn't yo, he got pictures on there with his kids. He, he got followers. Well, he he's sent follow- you his, 
He was a real dude who thought it was okay to send a random stranger a picture yeah. of his uncircumcised dick oh, wow. and Jesus. thought that I, I was going to be okay with that. And I was like, well, who does that? That's, that's I don't even know how to look in the. Where's the DM? You got to show me where the DM is. I'll yeah. show you where the DM King. I'll show you where Thank it's at. You. Top right. If you got some, if you got, <laughs> hey. if it got like numbers up there, that means they're hitting you, man. Marcus oh, said okay. if they are sharing pictures of genitals, on DMs, I need to know how hey, to get there. What is this all about? Yeah, you got, you can get it, can you? They and they do it too. But uh, see, you got to get on Snapchat to where it disappears. See, it don't DM, it don't disappear in the DM. On Snapchat, uh, they can send it and it's gone. Oh man, okay. it was it was traumatic. Right. Um, you are listening to Truth Serum live with Ida Rodriguez. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, Jamie Kennedy is in the house. We'll be right back. I heard about you. You heard about me. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Back at you. Bad girl. Is it bad? For a queen who know when to leave, you gotta thing for a king, but you in a king. Seems like the ones who roll never got a ring, and I can see that you're <laughs> yeah, in a little bit sense. I mean, a physical sense. I mean, a ups. Wait, baby, give me a second. I need a minute to bend. I'm only telling you that I heard you. And I'm telling you, I can believe that. Not the type of fella that y'all be getting jealous, but we talking about game while they got the lead pass. We had that bed, floor, couch, hold up. Loud, pat, boy. You know what? What's up? What's up? Forget it, cause all the bad girls always unapologetic. Is it bad that I never made love? No, I never did. But I shouldn't know how to be a bad girl. I'll prove it to you. Can't promise that I'll be good to you. Cause I had some issues. I won't commit. Uh, not having it, but at least I can admit that I'll be Feelings. She ain't wrong, she work hard, she play harder, got a smart mouth, like a speed fly, she don't catch feelings, she's too busy catching G5, she no saint, Seth Saint Laurent, gon' blaze out, take the wheel, y'all, and Rihanna got these women in they rivers island, I'm just trying to take a dip, y'all, never deterred with bullshit, y'all, never concerned, she's trying to live it out, no more suck up a love, she probably ducking because you try to follow your gut feeling, you get lost. 
some issues, yeah, and I noticed it. You got the coldest cortisone, but warmer skin. You froze with it. You try and play sub zero, I'll be scorpion. Get over here today. Smelling like Jean Paul. Got the yeah. Jamie Kennedy is a busy man, and we are back on uh, Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. Uh, Marcus Anthony is still in the house with us. I'm here. I'm hanging. And uh, Jamie just walked in, and Jamie's got a few questions. That was your opening. (laughs) That was your. You didn't even introduce me. Listen, I just went right to that because when I before you before the break, I (sighs) let people know. Oh, see, I'm stupid. She's been hyping you up, bro. I'm stupid. So listen to this. I come in. Okay, I don't have maps on my dumb phone because I'm out of memory. Mm. And I live in L.A. for 30 years. I don't know how to get here without the maps. That's sad, right? Okay. With technology. Then I pull up to the weed store and I'm like, ask 10 people where the radio station's at. And they're trying to sell me dime bags. <laughs> and then I pull in here and the secretary is moving cars and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm the valet. I'm the secretary. I get potato chips. She's got 73 jobs. I talked to your producer. I'm like, dude, can I come in at six? He's like, well, we got these movie people coming in at six. They're going to talk about this porno they did. <laughs> I'm like, bro. So my, my, you know, I'm right now. I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm a little moist. You know what I mean? Can I say that? Say whatever you want. Now, right now, but no one's, everyone's listening, but I'm being documented. It's crazy the world we live in now. You have to document everything. Yeah, I know. So anyway, now, but I love you. I haven't seen you for a minute. The last time I was texting you, you were like in Italy. Yeah. So let's catch up. We did a, sh- a show together two years ago. Remember, we roasted Steve Garvey. Yes, that was a great show. Greatest. And you roasted me. I roasted you a little bit because I was supposed to. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it was so funny because they said, hey, guys. These baseball people are really stuffy, so make sure that you keep it clean. Don't talk about this. Don't talk. And Jamie came straight for me. He was like, prostitute Puerto Rican with the kids. Wow. (laughs) Got her. We were like, oh, my God. I thought it was hilarious. But I I was looking at the three white producers in the back, and their faces were turning red, and they were like, but it was so funny. Yeah, they They were. They didn't know what a roast was. No. And that was the first time, like, I really got to work with you, and I loved it, so... Anyway, I'm sorry. I was a little emo getting here. It's okay. There's so I, much traffic. You know, I love you too. You showed up for me when we were raising money for Puerto Rico. And I always appreciate that because you were gracious and you were available. And you you just came through and were like, hey, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? How long do I? It was so unlike other people that I, I just want you to know I appreciate Always. You. I'm always there. If I have the time, I will definitely do it. So what you got going on though? What you doing? Let's see. So uh, I did this. I did a couple movies. I got a, a part in a, a Brad Pitt movie nice. that's coming out Christmas Day called Ad Astra. Then I did another movie that's going to be very controversial called Roe vs. Wade. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is that really? That's really mean? real. Oh, so it's a. Uh, uh, it's called 1973. And it was about the time year. piece about the abortion. And. Uh, I don't know. People are gonna be mad, but it. I'm. I'm. I'm read, I've gotten a lot of facts about it, and I learned a lot about stuff as I was doing it. You know, I don't know what was true, what isn't, but uh, I just saw uh, the director yesterday, so that's probably gonna come out where February, and that's actually I think it's with Byron Allen's company. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Byron is really starting to do a lot of movies now. Yeah, he he's actually got a lot going on. Entertainment Studios. Yeah, and I believe that's coming out in February. So who else is in that movie with you? John Voight, 
Oh, uh, nice. Stacy Dash. Okay, mm. uh, Birdie. Yeah. Um, a bunch of uh, conservatives. Yeah, well, there's a lot of conservative people that they say are conservative. Right. Uh, but I'm not conservative, but I don't know. Like, I learned what my politics kind of were on this movie, and I'm just an actor. Right. But, you know, uh, tons of people. Robert Davi. Um, nice. John Schneider, uh, Steve Gutenberg. They, so I can't even. There's like who, who 15 plays people. The, who plays the chick that wants to have the abortion? Uh, I don't remember, but Greer Grammer, who's Kelsey Grammer's daughter, is the, one of the head prosecutors. Oh, nice. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, great female roles in it. Nice. But the whole thing is interesting because, I mean, look at what's going on, Kavanaugh and all stuff. But. Look, I have four sisters, right. you know, um, and it's hard for me to comment on it because I'm a man. Right. So I always say that my job is if I'm not planning on having a child right. to be prepared. Right. Right. But, you know, and, and it's it has been made a woman's issue. And the movie says it's more than just a woman's issue. And I think that's where people are going to get upset about. Oh, good. Well, I look forward to seeing that. When are we going to see that? Probably February. Oh, okay. That's going to be a Black History Month. They're going to do a movie about the white chick that wants to have a Oh, look at it. Here we go. <laughs> really? Um, so, listen, I, um, I, uh, you, you did this documentary called Heckler. Yes. And I watched it over and over again. You did? Yes. How many times? Uh, I think I watched that about four times. Love it. Because it, being a stand-up comedian. Yes. Um, the exploration of the heckler was so profound for me because people think uh, that all hecklers do the same thing for the same reasons and everybody heckles for some. Some people think they're helping you. Yes. They're like, did you see when I did that? Helpers. Like, yeah. They think the show's going to be better. Right. They the, really think they're helping you. Absolutely. And then there's the drunk person. like, yes. uh, And then there's the violent person. Yes. Right. And then I remember Brian Holtzman hitting somebody with a guitar. No, that wasn't Brian. No, who was it? Uh, I don't know his name, but that was the most famous one. Now there's a guy from Carolina that did even more. Yeah, I saw and the that. The other guy was the Matrix, avoiding it. It was amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, but uh, but yes. What what was it that what what is it that made you say, I am going to make a movie about hecklers? Not I know that you're a stand-up comedian, and there's so many aspects about comedy. But what made you? What drove you there? Uh, okay, I hope I'm trying to give you a good answer with before we go to a break. So I'm trying to give you a long-winded but concise answer. I, I, first of all, this business is beyond hard. Absolutely. This business is beyond hard. And stand-up comedy is beyond hard. And I, around 2005, when blogs started getting more popular and, like, the first videos that you would see on, like, Remember E-Bombs World? Mm -hmm. That was the pre-YouTube. That's when he was like, everything was buffering. Mm -hmm. I would start seeing like reply videos and stuff. And around 2005, online started getting really interactive. It wasn't just a place where you could put up and chats. And it was more like people were talking right. at you. And I started seeing like hate towards me. Right. And, and I, I never met the people. I didn't know anything about. And like, so I was like, what, what is this? Right? Like, what did I do to this person? And that's when I started rev seeing reviews of people being personal. Right. So like the New York Times is, you know, if you want to call it the most stellar paper 
it, they always review every movie, whether it's a comedy or a drama. Mm-hmm. They use the word Mister, and they like never personalize it. It's like really kind of like beautiful, totally unbiased. And I noticed I was I was getting ready for my special to do my first special, and I was filming it. And during in the club, I had different heckles, and I put the heckles together, and I had like twelve minutes. And I'm like, this stuff is like more funny than my act. (laughs) So I started putting those together and I was fascinated. And I interviewed somebody why they heckled and he told me that why. And then all of a sudden the director of the special is like, yo, I think we have something here. And I'm like, I think we do too. And then we started making a documentary. And the change though, like I said, was something about 2005, 2006, that area. It was when I started starring in more movies and people literally would say the most crazy as shit about me which people born in 2000 don't understand i think it's normal it wasn't like that like not only is this jimmy kennedy suck jimmy kennedy should die you know his mother's uterus should be shut down for business for giving birth (laughs) like really and and it really hurt it hurt my butt it hurt my soul it hurt i was like what the fuck is going on okay what is going on so i had to investigate from my own brain right and then I realized, and I found out who these people were, and that's how that, that's how it started. And I feel a lot better about it because, you know, there is criticism. There are people that criticize, and they're helpful, and I use that. Like, there was a guy that wrote a, something like three years ago on Facebook and said how much he didn't like my show. And I said, you know what, bro? Sometimes I suck. Yeah. And he wrote back, you know what? That honesty and that amazement, he goes, makes me want to see you again. And I don't know why I thought of this like a year ago, but something with Kevin Durant, I have no idea why. But I literally just equated it with basketball. And shoot or shoot, shoot your shot. You know, Kevin Durant is never going to score 38 a night. He has the ability to score 58. Right. But it's like if you have an off night, it's just it was sports, Odell Beckham or whatever. I, I, and I started looking at like sports and it took the pressure off of it. But I had to examine it because it was really bizarre how much hate there is. Well, you know what's funny is that one thing that I noticed was your availability and your vulnerability in that documentary because I could see how it was wearing on you. Yes. You could see it on your face. Yes. And I think um, people don't understand what their vitriol and hate can do to another person at any given moment. I just had a tweet the other day that was, please die. And it was like, what? I don't even know you. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I don't get into any of that. I don't understand celebrities fighting in person. It's bizarre to me. If you were to go into the 1950s Hollywood, you know, Ava Gardner didn't holler at, you know. <laughs> Hilarious. You know, I'm serious. Marlon Brando. I mean, think about it. We've come into society. We've got, like, class. It's yeah. classless. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's not funny stuff and you can't have great tweets and all that stuff, but... Unless it's great, like I try to avoid it. I just use social media to promote and be funny because yeah. you can go down the rabbit hole. People are now fighting each other in our business so much. It's bizarre to me. Yeah. Like we all, every, there's enough room. Yeah. We're going to talk about that when we, we come back. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back. Uh, Jamie Kennedy is in the house. Marcus Anthony is in the house. Hey. And uh, shortly we will be talking to the cast of... The Chase. The Chase. We'll be right back. I hope I know.
See the day that you my old girl. Now I'm stuck here hollering at old girl. Got one, got two, three, four girls. Shotgun in a drop, made a right. Hut one, hut two, told them, told them, take a hike. Then it's on to the next, on, on to the next one. Hard to move on when you always regret one, one, one. I wonder sometimes, I wonder if I was wrong.
are back on Truth Serum. Uh, Jamie Kennedy is in the house. Yeah. Yes. Dropping bars. Bars and bombs. He's killing them right now. He over there spitting the truth. Ooh. <laughs> but you know, but you know what? The thing about you, Jamie, is that everybody loves you. You know what I mean? I don't know. I hope so. In I the try. comedy, com- no, in the comedy community, that like Ruben Paul is a really good friend of mine, and I know you you do his show, and, he, and we were talking about you because you the first time uh, you were supposed to do my show, you couldn't make it because you had to go home because you had a family emergency. Yes, he and was it, too big for your show. <laughs> yeah. But Ruben was like, you know, if, if Jamie canceled, is because something real because that guy right there is so solid, and you know, he was. Like, oh, I love, thank you. I love Jamie. That's I love what it is. And I appreciate Ruben because he's one of the first I know. Yeah, he's a good human being. The best. He yep. doesn't age. He's no. perpetually 28. Exactly. He could be 72 years old. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I know black doesn't crack, but black has not even remotely wrinkled. On <laughs> nope. Him. It don't. <laughs> it works so well on he's us. Bill, he, him and Bill Bellamy. Yeah, Bill Bellamy Bill too. Bill Bellamy is the same as he looked in 1997. Man, LL right Cool J too. Yeah, LL. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to my future. I know, you, you already, yeah, you look Thank like you. a little kid. Auntie Ida. Don't you dare call me auntie. I ain't with you that like bullshit. That? Hell, no, you your auntie. I don't Why? hate that. This is, this, I'm young, remember? Not you. I'm, I'm young, you too. You don't want to be called that, huh? No, I think this is what my, my problem I'm is. Call you when that people call people, uh, I'm going to see you in the mall. You're going to get mad at me. No, I just won't listen. I won't be, ignore you. They're like going to know you. Everybody <laughs> else at the mall. But uh, the thing is that I think that the, the ageism in the, in the, in entertainment has become so right. uh, abundant, and you're going to experience it too. Because uh, when you tell somebody you're 34, they'll probably be like, "Oh, you old to right. somebody who's 22." But the thing is, when people say "auntie," it is a humbling term to remind you that you to say this person is older than me. Like when they do that to Maxine Waters, it's like you know what? Ageism is the only ism. Bonnie McFarland said this: "It's the only ism." that you cannot avoid becoming what you hate. Mm, you know what I mean? Because if you are point. racist, you're never going to be black. If you hate gay people, you're never going to be gay. But if you hate old people, you're going to be old one day, bitch. Yeah. You're going to get old. Fun. That's a good, that's a very good. It's so, it's such a, it's such a that's good point. profound. And it's, it's so interesting when people say that, because I have people, like this dude called me um, auntie in, on Instagram, but then in my DM, he was like, I want to get, like, I'll up? try to holler You're at you. trying to get them auntie <laughs> cuts. <Yes. laughs> The Auntie Hams. And I was like, <laughs> he said hams. Yeah, Auntie Hams. So disgusted by it. But I was Honey like, roasty. he only did Auntie on the thing because his girlfriend was following me on Instagram. Yeah. So he yeah, made got to keep it cool. He, yeah. he played he it was right. trying to get on them honey babe. Did you respond to the Auntie Hams request? I didn't respond to anything. I don't respond to that for Oh, man. I just pictured two pineapple slices. <laughs> Is that bad on your butt? Yeah, you know, you're young when you start sending emojis. We don't talk no more. We just send emoji texts. Oh, yeah, you know what it means. Yeah, yes. the cucumber. No eggplant. <laughs> no eggplant. Eggplant, you eggplant and drips. Yep. <laughs> Oh, it is an eggplant. Eggplant you know, You can tell I don't yeah. get those, and I definitely don't. You can drip, go, it, drip it on a peach. Yeah, you can drip it on the peach. Right. You, you could go it. cucumber, but it's sliced, which is weird. So oh. it's just, and it's it. dripping on a peach. No, you add the you add the drips. You put the drips. Yeah. So the peach is what an ass. The peach is yeah, the ass. I didn't ass, know man. this. Because I'm a girl. Auntie, like, you're you telling on yourself well, right now, Auntie. Auntie, no. you know what the cat? You know, use a cat. Listen for. though, let me tell you something. Who I was when I was. 19 was never that girl so that, I, that they I wasn't texting back who, then who were you at 19 
Um, I was, I, you know, I was a mom already. I already had my oh, baby. Oh shit! But I was, I, I never been that kind of girl. Like I never been into all that. Wait, you were, you were pregnant. You were pregnant at nineteen and you're Puerto Rican. What took you so Hell long? Yeah, that's so not, hold on. Uh, hilarious. Sorry, don't kill. He said you was late. <laughs> you waited. Uh, okay, so you were you were a good girl though. I don't know if, if if it was so much about being a good girl, but I've always had this attitude about myself that. I'm not that you're not gonna talk to me like that. You know what I mean? Like, and when people send me them dumbass emojis and them stupid ass DMs, Scott knows me. I've never been the the girl you could walk up to and touch and be like. I'll be like, bitch, you will get your money. So you want a proper head. you um, want a proper greeting. It's not about having a proper greeting. Is that you know who to step to how? And I'm not one of the people. It's you just can a hello. How are you? Yeah, yeah. You know all that. You know that that the, the people are too familiar, and I'm not. I'm not one of those people. So mm. I'm not I'm better than anybody. And uh, sound like what, it to me. What about hugs? I hug people. I hug nah, you. No, you can't hug her. You. you can't even touch but her. But can I tell you? It's weird now. I don't really. I, I wait for oh, the women to hug me. Man, listen. This big actor the other day, we took a picture together. No need to drop a can name. Can I say his name? You don't have to drop a name. I don't want to say You don't have to drop a name. He was like. I want to hear you say it now. You didn't you say it. What's his name? name? No. He Denzel was, Washington. No, no. But he was Will like, Smith. you know. No. No, but he was like, listen. Wesley was hugging you? I won't say his name. But he was like, uh, you know, I, I'm not, he didn't touch me when we took the picture. He was like this. And he said, yeah, this me too shit. It's too much. I, I don't even want to touch you because I don't, if I take a picture with you, I don't want anybody saying that I put my arm around you. And I was like, damn. Eddie Murphy. Can, can I comment on that? And Absolutely. it's scary because, you know, I'm a guy in my 40s who's white, so I'm the piece of shit right now. <laughs> but listen to me. You ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> hope, hope so. But th there's all this stuff that, I don't even should say this, but there's all this stuff online when women say, if you don't want to be, uh, you know, uh, in trouble, then don't do anything bad, right? right. <laughs> well, that's the whole point is that dudes don't know. It's like, the thing is that to say that you know what's normal behavior, but what is normal behavior has been now questioned. For instance, a guy on NPR was fired for touching a woman's back right. who had the open dress. Okay. And he's fired. Well, I mean. And I, that is bizarre to me. I think that corrective measures should take place. But I'm not the fact that some women go, just don't be a creep and you'll be fine. And then they don't understand why men are freaked out. It's because it has gone a little in a different way. Yeah, Can you right. say that? He's right. I, I think that, well, I can't say that because if I say that, then I'll come under fire from my fellow women. I have to defend the women at all but he, costs. You right. can't even say it. You He's can't right. Say it. You can't you know even I mean? say it. But what I'm saying is, you know, um, I think that the problem has been that behaviors that are inappropriate have gone rampant for so long that now the the pendulum has has shifted to the other side. Yes. And no, I don't think you should get fired. I think we have to learn to correct behaviors. I think we have to say, hey, listen, this is not appropriate. You don't put... I, I, for me, if I have a backless dress and you put your hand on my back, I'm going to look at you sideways because you see my back is exposed. If you like, hug somebody... Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't know if it was a hug. I don't know what it is, but I'm just saying if you rest your hand on somebody's back when it's back. Imagine if... You if know, you hug somebody, it was a hug. But let me ask you this. This is what I always tell dudes. When you, when you question the behavior when it's going to a woman, straight men, I always ask this. How would you feel if a gay so man long. did that to you? I got stories. 
Okay. I mean, Jesus. I've been me threed. Well, I mean, you, what? you don't live in LA. That's all I'm I gonna mean, say. You, you live in LA. <laughs> yeah. And I said, do I got the part? I mean, <laughs> I mean, but like, we've all, listen, it's, it's scary. Funny. You can't even joke about it, right. which is crazy. Also, it's, it's, all I'm saying is, all I want to recognize is this. And I can't say it, so please don't murder me, is that. To admit there's not collateral damage is crazy. Right. There is collateral damage. It's literally the scene in Die Hard. It goes, lose 20% of the hostages in the helicopter when they go take out the building. That's And that's all I'm saying. Like, Henry Cavill, you know who that is? Yes, of course I Come do. on. Superman. Uh, come on. Right? Uh, can you find anything wrong with the guy? He came under fire for questioning something in it. Henry Cavill. The guy is like Superman, built, gorgeous, and the guy has an English accent. I mean, like the guy was like, it's just, it's just like, whoa, really? The fact that we can't even have a conversation with that without people going, you're a piece of crap. Is but we're having a conversation. About we it, are, but I'm, I'm saying, saying if this were, if this were listened to, though, I bet there were a lot of people that hate it. Oh, they're gonna listen to it. But yeah. that's what's scary. Don't you think that the, the fact that there's certain things that can't be dialogue now is bizarre to me? No, I True. agree with you. Like Matt Damon got in trouble for saying there's levels to it, and that's crazy to me. Well, you know what's funny? Um, this is uh, Truth Serum Live yes. with Ida Rodriguez. Jamie Kennedy Auntie is in the Ida. house. Marcus Anthony is in hey, the house. Hey, what's pap? And um, the cast and uh, team from The Chase is in, is, uh, will be in here Cheryl shortly. Cheryl Underwood here. This is what I have to say. Look, Cheryl Underwood here. <laughs> I just saw that. I'm, I'm not even entertaining that with him. He is she moved up on the view. The comedy <laughs> or no, the is part. all over the place. And, uh, but what I will say this is the problem with these conversations is that um, I think you can have a conversation with somebody who, who's open. I'm open. Yeah, we're you're open. The, we're having the conversation. But you're also a tough cookie. I don't think you're being in a, I don't think your intention is uh, mm. malicious. I no. like that. And I like I think, that. You're and educated. Think, you know what I mean? I like it's, how you set that up. So I think you have to be able to be to understand where somebody's coming from before you attack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, but why not from but a malicious why, point. But why attack? No, I know. I, I, and, I'm, and I don't think there's a necessity to attack because there's never going to come anything positive out of that. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's far more effective to have a, a productive conversation when people are actually learning something from each other and getting somewhere. But I, before you go crazy, before you think that you go, you, you automatically get offended, you really got to study where somebody's coming from. Yes. You, know? you can't be offended. No. And you can't have a malicious intent, too, because some women maliciously do it on purpose because sometimes things, happen, things don't happen to them and they, oh, well, he tried. And then, yeah. see, that's where the problem comes in because now you don't know who's serious. You don't know who's lying. You don't know, you know what I mean? And that's what he's talking about. You, got, you yeah. just got yourself in trouble. Yeah, for nothing. But wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. I want to say this. I, I shouldn't even talk about this, but it's the truth. Sam. Talk about it. It's okay. Is that, do you know how many women I talk to that backstab the movement? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Do you no. know that? Yeah, absolutely. All of them off air. And they won't say it on air. A lot of self-hating women out there. A lot of women who are not. But hold uh, on. You said they're self-hating. Yeah, because are they self-hating or they don't agree with certain things? That's no, what I'm saying. You, but but there are some women who don't agree with every aspect of it. Yes, and that's fine. But and then there are some women who are self-hating women and do not support other women. And I think that 
We got to know the difference between the two. Yes. Listen, I when I listen to things that have to do with white feminism, I completely uh, shut off sometimes because I think white feminism is tone deaf. Oh, and it is. It does not include me. And it really isn't about what it's set out to be, which was about equity, about equality with economics and regards to social issues. It's Amen. not about you showing but- your titties on. You know, it's not showing your titties on uh, Instagram on Tuesday. And I do believe in equality and in the freedom and in women's right to be whoever they want to be. But don't co-mingle that with the business at hand. Okay, but and add to this. The, the Me Too movement was started by who? Uh, it was started by... A black Rose. woman. Right, the black woman. And it woman. was to protect minorities in the Bronx. I believe it was the Bronx. Yeah, I met her before. Yes, she's, she's, black and... Latino women. Yeah, people in marginalized groups. A hundred percent. And it mm. got hijacked. I didn't say that, but I did. yeah. It got so, hijacked by women who are um, of more power and have But fame, gave it more press, but which, right. which is good. good. Yeah. But there's a difference between certain things, that's all. Oh, absolutely. And, it, and It's just scary it, that I'm scared to talk about it. And it has it changed, though, because you gotta, you're scared about talking about it because it could affect you having a job. Mm-hmm. But the people who work at Applebee's in whatever city who still patting a girl on the ass ain't worried about it because that movement really has not affected that those people. Can I tell you, every time I go on the road, at least the last two times in certain cities, I talk to the waitresses, mm-hmm. and they... I mean, this is, I don't know if I can say this, but some of them have some disdain because they don't really think the movement being represented by the right people because they're like, I get my ass grabbed all the time. I get creeps hit me all the time and I deal with it and I go home to my shitty apartment and wait for my check every two weeks and you people are going home in limousines. That is being said by the common person. Of course. And And that's where people are tone deaf on the West Coast. Yeah, we I, need a them too movement for them. Yeah, dude, you ain't wrong. Them but it too. has to be yeah, them too. You're not wrong. <laughs> but we can't. I can't say it. I can't say anything. I shouldn't even be talking. You are talking, and it's okay for you to talk. You're actually creating a, a healthy dialogue about things that but, need to be said. Don't you think that people are shutting down dialogue left and right? Absolutely, but it's those nuts. people don't matter because they do. They have a lot of voices. No, but they're pe- the people who operate on the highest of frequencies who are actually working to try to make things happen and, and bring solutions forward are the ones that we need to be focused on. Yes, a b- bunch of people crying on Twitter and writing think pieces and blogs and shit because they're trying to get followers. They don't really matter because right. they're not part of the movement because the real movement is about making things happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, it's important for people like that, to, for us to have these dialogues and these conversations because I'm not offended by what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand where I'm coming from and I want to understand where you're coming from because I want to make it better. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's what matters. It doesn't matter what those people say because those people are going to complain about everything. And when Me Too is done, they're going to be, uh, you know, talking about how the cantaloupes are getting sprayed at Whole Foods. <laughs> and then they'll be talking about, you know, else. where the, they don't have enough female condoms at the store. And it's, it, those people will all always be the ones talking shit because they ain't got nothing to do. That's why they can tweet 216 tweets in, in 30 minutes. You know mm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's not, they don't matter. Well, I mean, you hope that. I will. So let me tell, let me ask you this. What's going on with you? What's next? Where are you going to be? Lie. Sorry. Oh, shit. <laughs> I <had> a bug <laughs> They praying on you. <laughs> Hey, since the Me Too trick yeah. series, imagine that you were coughing on the mic. 
the Illuminati coming yeah, on me. Don't even. Some don't even microphone. say that. Um, <laughs> wait, you went from a deep, dark statement to. <laughs> so, where are you playing? Which next chuckle hut? Nah. <laughs> I'm I want people uh, to know where you uh, are because people love you. I'm at Oxnard Levity Live this weekend. Oh, nice. That's my first time. Taking I the, like that club. Take it to Cherry. Okay, you played it. And uh, I'm playing there. And then the weekend after that, I'm playing Cal Jam. You know, it's a festival in San Bernardino. Nice. Uh, and then you can go on my website for the rest, jamiecane.com. But uh, I'm going to be, you know, at Levity Dive this weekend if you're in L.A. Is that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. And they can get tickets on... Uh, you can go to the improv.com, look up Levity Live over at uh, uh, the uh, Oxnard Ventura Club. It's easy. Or go to Jamie Kennedy and ask me. So let me ask you this. Uh, that's yeah. my thing. That's such a Puerto Rican this. Let me, let me ask, ask you this. Papi. Papi. Um, I love me. I you. Go ahead. Love Puerto Ricans. I me too. Everybody does. We're in the middle. Yeah, because y'all like Mexican black. Can you say that? Can I say donka donk? Is that illegal? Yeah, I mean, like no. Mexican and black. Am I still allowed to look at? I mean, I, to, I do a whole it's joke about how I'm not allowed to look at a butt anymore. Are you still allowed to look at people's asses? Oh, he, oh yeah, you know, that's a whole other Instagram, joke. I got a whole joke there. about it. My Instagram, by the way, is the Jamie Kennedy. My Twitter is Jamie Kennedy. Even though so, this is what. Remember, I sent you a text because I told you I wanted you to respond to something that was going on, and you were like, "I can't," because if I do, I'm gonna come under fire. Oh, what was it? Let's go back. I, it, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't, snap! It wasn't uh, Machine Gun Kelly. But he did it the was, right thing. He knew what to do. He said, I'm staying out of it. Okay. Um, you are live on Truth Serum with Aida Rodriguez. Aida Rodriguez. Jamie Kennedy is in the house. Aida. Oh, when uh, when 6 9 got kidnapped. And I was like, oh. remember they did that meme? I can't do that. And I said, and he get was like, murdered. I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> I didn't want to get murdered. Oh, man. Oh. I, people literally wanted me to throw a, a rap into the MGK Eminem disc. Yeah. But I was like looking at it, but I was like, I actually got a beat. And I was like, that's a lot of work. But do it. But that's a whole other thing. Do people ever talk about doing a, a Malibu another, too? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm in my 40s now. Be weird, but maybe. So is Eminem. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You got kids. I don't know. I would. Warner Brothers like doesn't make movies. They they make bigger movies, but I would. We have talked about it, but I would like to if we could figure it out. You know, I mean, there's a lot of movie parts. So I want you to make a commitment to me on the radio that you're gonna come back. Um, I will. I'll come the whole two hours. And we'll have a deep convo. Okay. I like what we we're talking about, but I want to ask you something because you're a strong cookie. And what I mean that is. You have your moral background and certain things you won't back off of. But let me ask you, I do this joke now and I tell people if they get, they go into a comedy club and they get offended, you can't. Right. It's like going to Italy and being pissed off at olive oil. Right. Hilarious. Right. So you, when you say people get offended, like I don't even think anybody should get offended. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Like you can't get offended because in when the you get. Club? Definitely not in a comedy club. Well, I think, I think that. Definitely not in a comedy club. People should give out a way, like a. A disclaimer that when you buy a comedy ticket, you are waiving your right to get offended. But who would even do that? That's the question is, who's buying these tickets? Like, that's the first thing I would think you, of. All the wrong people. I did a joke about abortion at the Laugh Factory and three women got up and walked out. They were offended. They made a they made a statement to the Laugh Factory. And I was like, you know, what's really funny to me, I was why would you come see me? 
Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Research who you're going to see. If the, I, I'm not going to water it down straight with no chaser. That's who I am. Hello. Right? Oh. So that's, that's, I think, should people get offended? There, I mean, there are so many real things to be offended by that we, there are so, the people that are getting offended about all the dumb shit are the ones that water down the movement. But being offended is even annoying, don't you think? Well, I mean, so, everybody's different, Jamie. You know, you're a stand-up comedian. Your threshold for that kind of stuff is... But if you're if you're offended by something that's basically saying we're shutting down the conversation. Right. That's yeah. why I don't like being and dealing with offended people because that means you're not open to talk about it. Right. And I think everything is on the table. It's well, kind of uh, like if you're offended by shit, I'm serious, and people are going to hate this, that's like terrorism. Well, listen, I agree. You should be able to talk about everything. Yes, but there are some people who are malicious. And those are the people. Well, that's the problem in society because a lot of people aren't emotionally aware. Yeah. Well, and I know, but there are people. And they can't understand. They listen to words as much as as actions. There are people who set out to offend other people. You know what I mean? But you can see, well, you can see those, though. When somebody says the N word to somebody, you can't say, hey, don't get offended. No, that's. Be emotionally aware. You know, that's. Well, that person shouldn't do that. Right. Yes. Okay. That person shouldn't say that. So don't do it again, cause I saw you do it before. I'm telling. I. <laughs> I do a whole joke about how I don't do that. I, know. I can't do that. I know. No, I but wait. No. See what you tried to do right there. You tried to, she tried to. She tried damn. to get you on. I'm yeah. getting my Alex Jones on. I got a <laughs> my conspiracy my theory that the Jamie media. Kennedy is. <laughs> he's an operative for the Illuminati. No. Oh God. Why do you keep bringing up the Illuminati? Cause I think it's funny. That's real. I mean, I know it's real, but... <laughs> I don't even know why he could joke like that. That's Listen, real. let me tell you what. I know don't it's real. Don't even go down that rabbit hole. You think black people are in the Illuminati? I think there's all types of things. You know MK Ultra? Yeah, I know. Don't even talk about that. But listen, you think there are black people in the Illuminati? Of course. The Illuminati, Why wouldn't there be? Because it's a Davidian group that's rooted in white supremacy. Why would they let black people Who in there? Who said that? That's what the root of the Illuminati is. You got to look it up. Freemasons? Yeah, for all of that. Did you hear who was the rapper that was on um um on that song that I like where uh Raekwon and uh it's Raekwon, Common, uh Kanye. It's a uh the good money song. Soldier Boy. No. Soldier Boy. <laughs> Soldier Boy. I thought you were talking he's about been, lyrically. You looking been for a lyrical. Wait, whatever the no, whatever the group started, it could have evolved. No, I mean, I, do I think there are like secret societies and definitely like secret that? societies, yeah. definitely. But when when I hear these people saying, "Oh, you know, such and such is in the Illum- Illuminati," not not the real Illuminati. I don't know. I don't know them. They all they all look like you. How do you know? Because it's a Davidian group. It's what it's rooted in. It's rooted in white whiteness. She, remember she, when you were giving your professorial speech at Harvard? How do you know this? Did you read this she's research? Reading. I researched she's studying. it. Because the point of the Illuminati. There's many groups. Listen, but the, per, the, per, the point of it is the top percentage is holding the bottom down. So why would they allow the people they're trying to hold down to be a part of the organization? Because it wasn't, I don't think it, oh, I can't even go on. I don't think it's about race. I think it's about money and money okay, has it's no color. It is definitely about it's money. About but power. No name, how, about name the black people who are in that group. I'm not going to name that, but there's a lot of powerful black people. Jay-Z. Yeah, but, they're not, <laughs> but not, they're not that, they're not Rockefeller uh, uh, or a Rothschild uh, powerful. And that's what's up there. No, they're not. 
And that's the that's the, the the misnomer, and that's why you have people saying Kevin Hart this and Tiffany Haddish that, and because oh, no. we are deluded uh-uh. by the belief uh-uh. that we are really playing on an even field, and we are nowhere near the hemisphere of where that is. Facts. That n- ain't nobody up up there that looks like us, even in the they're not even in the not even Oprah is in in, in that in that field, and you we know. are we fighting each other, thinking oh this one and that one, the, while the real people who you never see they don't have instagram accounts they don't have twitter accounts the ones who are pulling the strings they don't look like us they don't even look like you jamie so am i in the us or am i where am i you want us yeah you want us did i get invited to the cookout you had you had dash radio right now we're trying to make it work we figuring it out i have some stuff for the cookout i know you do you bought you like get invited to the cookout we love you Wow, you really went deep on that. I just want to say that I don't agree with anything she said. I'm scared. <laughs> and I just want to say I loved everybody. And if memberships are available, me. You want to change. No. Oh, but, but that to say that the world's not run by money, I think would be a misnomer. Oh, it's all, all I agree. ran by money. agree with that? Absolutely. Money. And money don't money. bleed. Because I've been to some good parties. I'm not saying crazy parties. But everybody's been there. Yeah. All types. We were Red, there. black, green. And everybody's laughing. You know why? paper yeah you know what i mean (laughs) because the money once i met people in the music business i saw everybody that's all just money and everybody has a good time it's Mm -hmm. beautiful the rest of the world should experience it i love you jamie we gotta go um but i want you to tell people where they can find you and i you said on record that you will be back yes i'll definitely come back and i gotta come when i want to come that sounded weird and um, yes. Jamie Kennedy at Mac.com, the Jamie Kennedy Instagram, <laughs> at Jamie Kennedy Twitter. If you don't agree with certain things I said, let's talk about it. Don't attack me. I love her. <laughs> She's always been good to me. I also love Puerto Rican women and Puerto Rican food. <laughs> I love you back. We're going to take a, ba- a quick ba- uh, break. When we come back, we're coming back with Jessica Morris, Damian Puckler, Katrina Nelson, and Michael Mateo Rossi. We're going to talk about the movie Chase.
back this is truth serum live with aida rodriguez we are in the dash radio studio and we are talking about one of my favorite things on the planet a movie um the movie is called chase right it's called chase not the chase no, no. chase yeah, chase right. okay good um i don't know with people of color we always want to ha- add the <laughs> in front of everything we say um and uh th- so it's called chase and we have uh a couple of the actors, producer, and the director is here. So um, I'm pretty excited about it because there are two women, two men, and a woman of color in here coming in on a project. And that is um, what I'm about, that inclusion and that diversity and telling stories uh, with all voices involved. So I'm really excited about it. So, um, Michael, you directed this film. Did you write it? I did. I wrote it, and along with Katrina, who's here yeah. right now, we uh, we produced it as well. Okay. So, so you wrote you wrote together? No, I I wrote it, but okay. Katrina and, she and I produced have, with you. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So it was, a, it was an amazing experience. This is Katrina and I's uh, fifth film. Oh, we've, nice. We've kind of built a team together, so that's what it's all about. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, tell me about the movie, Katrina. Um. First of all, when um, Michael approached me to um, do the film, he basically hit me up over email. was like, Katrina, I just wrote this film. Read it. Let me know if you want to work on it. I was like, all right, cool. I'll hit you back tomorrow. I read it. 
that same night and was like, I'm in. And um, so it's basically about um, a guy named Chase, played by Damian Puckler. Okay. okay. Who um, <clears throat> essentially is this killer um, and a man that is conflicted with um, trying to come up out of that life okay. and be a family man or trying to walk the straight and narrow. And uh, so challenges arises for him. Nice. So um, I saw um, Jessica. I, I looked you guys up because I wanted to know more about you, and I saw Uh-oh. that you were you've done quite a few uh, horror films, right? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I, my first film was actually a horror movie, and then you know throughout the years, somehow I've just been cast in them. I mm-hmm. I've never really been like a huge horror film fan. But uh, I guess because I get scared easily, it makes it believable <laughs> on camera. He's doing some method acting there, yeah. right? And Damien, you are playing uh, a psycho. The psycho and Chase? Yeah. Yeah, not in real life. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, no, in real yeah, life, too. No, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> they know me too well. Uh, no, yeah. Well, a psycho, I mean, he's he's an assassin. Okay, I mean, oh, I well, guess an assassin. If, if you're a... an assassin, you have to have some kind of yes. issues, I suppose, because the whole idea about the story is he's an assassin who falls in love with this woman and he kind of has like a stepson he takes on. And the thing is, is that he wants to get out of this job, although he actually tells you in the film that he loves what he's doing. It's not like the kind of thing where somebody all of a sudden gets a conscience and goes, I don't know, I don't like this, I yeah. should be a good guy. No, he wants out of his life because he wants to take care of the girl and the kid. But he actually talks about the fact that, you know, I do this because I'm good at it. Right. And I, when you're good at something, you should be doing it. Which right. is kind of, I guess, psycho. Yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> oh, you're just conflicted. It's a different kind of psycho. Well, conflicted right. and yeah. a killer. So well, the movie comes out when? And hopefully sometime next year. We're, okay. uh, we're in post right now. It's nice. going really well. We basically have a locked rough cut of okay. it. So now we're going to go into post sound, color, music, all of that. But it's looking amazing. And and all of the actors I'm so proud of. Um, Aries as well was just incredible. Um, so probably sometime next year we'll, so, we'll get a wide release. And I want to piggyback on what you were saying about inclusivity and diverse yes. um, cast. That was one of the things that we definitely had a conversation about on, um, on the phone, through emails, through text, mm-hmm. that we wanted to see... Um, very diverse people on this film. So we have, you know, um, someone from Nigeria, like we we made it, purposely made a point at making sure that it was diverse with women and men, African-Americans, Asians, Latinos, um, like just everybody. So um, it can be all inclusive that everybody can come and, you know, kind of relate to some of these characters. So that that's a great thing about except being, for the killer. I'm, I'm the, no, well, the killer, especially <laughs> yeah, right now. Blonde hair, but <laughs> <laughs> right now that's so timely. But um, the the thing, one of the things that I really appreciate about independent filmmaking is the that you have those freedoms right. and you have the ability. And sometimes, many times, that's when we get the magic because though you're not being regulated by a studio, right. you're not being told what you need to do. That I got to get this name. I got to do. And then you you just make a piece of art that is based on creating good art, and then we get the magic. 
Well, it's it's an LA story as well, and okay. I wanted to be true to that. I wanted to be authentic to that. I mean, LA is one of the most diverse cities, along with probably New York in the world. Yeah. And you know, no disrespect to La La Land, all of that, but you know, th there was a little bit of a pushback because it was pretty much all you know white people. LA story talking about jazz, all of that. So I wanted to be authentic that we have a lot of different. Uh, mm -hmm. people from all walks of life um, and and I wanted to be true to that and that's something that I talked with Katrina about as well and I think that it it just only strengthened the film what, so, genre wise what is it what is it classified as you know uh, crime thriller, A crime thriller. Um, definitely some action so um, yeah nice so you, you're looking for a release sometime next year yeah how long did it take to make the movie we shot in 18 days. Oh, wow. So you guys yeah. really busted your butt. So we were quick. Yeah, 18 yeah. days. That's a that's a quick shoot. But a lot of great movies have been made in less. And, and a lot less. The the first feature that Katrina and I worked on, we shot in seven days. Nice. Seven nice. days. So And we were in um, pre-production on this for about four <laughs> months, close to yeah. four months, right? So yeah. we really prepped, and I really, um, casting so important. How did you for, find these guys? So... <laughs> Um, Damien, yeah. I, I tell the story a lot, but Damien on the second short film I did when I was 20 years old, back in 07, Damien auditioned for, I did not cast him in it. Oh, yeah, okay. I should have. Um, and then we, we got, we got back in touch online and he had done a lot of great stuff from Grimm and other things. And I thought he was perfect for it. And Jessica and I uh, met actually at a screening of one of her uh, feature films. And we linked up, we talked about it. I had her do a self-tape and she she killed it. And I showed it to Katrina as well. A couple other people that I trusted and well, boom. Let me go on the record, Jessica. Yeah. When I first saw the, the tape, I was like, don't look at anybody else. No more. She nailed that. Aww, he was like, you. no, that is the truth. What mm -hmm. did I say? I was like, no, 100%. she nailed it. I was like, that's her. I don't think we need to look anymore. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Jessica? Because as an actress in this town, that's so hard it's, to hear. You know, it, no, it's really validating, yeah. definitely, because when I first read the script, I felt so connected to the character. You know, it's very rare that you really feel like you need to play a character. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that when I read it. So had I felt like that and then not gotten the part, it would have been very disappointing. Oh. So I'm just, I'm very glad that it worked out that way. And the women in this film, including her character, kick butt. Yes, they do. I yeah. love that. That's we, awesome. Yes, yeah. they do. We have Sky Townsend, uh, Robert Townsend's daughter. Oh, I know Sky. She went to school with my son. I know her well. She went oh, to Campbell the, Hall. Yeah, she kicked. Yeah, she went to the. I went to Campbell with, Hall. Oh, Omar Ellison is my son. So okay. Omar and Sky I'm went to uh, the prom. They went to prom together. Nice. Yeah, she's in this movie. She's and funny. She yeah, yeah, very. But the, the ladies do all their own stunts, and mm -hmm. yeah, and I was very proud of that because yeah. that was another part of the conversation. I'm like, the guys don't need to just have all the fun. That's right. The girls need to be able to kick ass and and do their thing as well. So, um, but again, if you're doing indie filmmaking, you don't have those restrictions of um, studio telling you what you can and you cannot do. No, I, I love independent film, you know, and uh, a lot of my favorite movies that are on my list are independent films because I think that the studio, sometimes they ruin, and that's, you know, pursuit for money. They ruin a good piece of work. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to come back with the cast of Chase. We're going to talk more about independent filmmaking. If you have any questions, you want to reach out, 310-986-6610. This is Aida Rodriguez, and this is Truth Serum with Aida. Thank you. Baby. 
every could of you I got too much on my mind right now I ain't got the time to get you sent around I got too much on my mind right now Tell that hero tale, get my baby back I swear, baby, was just kissing us. How could I forget the shit that you done done for me? Baby, gonna take the charge and take the fall for me. Would love to take you shopping, but girl, I'm in your turn. Saw a little mama, I can give you more. Baby, could you? I got too much on my mind right now. I ain't got the time to get you sent around. Too much on my mind right now Tell that hero tale, get my baby 35 On the jack, when you coming back, where's you at on the map? Everything is intact, could have been a seamstress, still wouldn't cut him slack. Pretty much ain't got a clue, itty bitty piggyback off everything I do. But I'm still dropping jaws, got him looking like James Harden at the awards. Back to you, I'm so into you, for real, bread like I'm keen to you. If you were 10, I add 10 to you. They be mad when I 10 to you, that's what the bay like. Call me Buffy, cause that's what I slay like. These bitches, I sell them like it's daylight. These niggas wanna know what it tastes like. What it tastes like, yo, what it tastes like, yo. They wanna know what it tastes like. Like yo, all this ice it tastes like snow. Get kimonos and let's fly to Tokyo. Pity, pity, please, baby, won't you pop this for me? Baby, could you? I got too much on my mind right now. I ain't got the time to get you sent around. you? I got too much on my mind right now. Tell the hero tale, get my baby thirty-five. Thank you for coming back. This is Ida Rodriguez with Truth Serum with Ida. And I have the cast and the producer and the director of the movie Chase in the studio. And we are talking about independent filmmaking, telling the stories we want to tell. And uh, they got this movie coming out. You got to look out for it and stay on top of it so that when it comes out, you can go out and support it and see it. And uh, so Damien plays uh, an assassin. Mm -hmm. And how did you prepare for the role? Well, I'm a method actor, so okay. <laughs> no, um, I always uh, I try to find something that I can connect to in, in the character, which was the physical part of it. Like okay. I, I, I used to be an athlete, and 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 I was in the fighting world and all that stuff. So I connected to that. 
Um, of course, the actual the bit where he he talks about him enjoying the killing and everything that was that's always that's obviously tough because you know unless you actually enjoy killing, mm -hmm. then you can't mm -hmm. connect to that. But I tried to focus more on the fact that um, I was doing this because I wanted to, to be with her and with that kid, uh -huh. so I could justify it that way. Um, of course, I still talk about the fact that I'm enjoying it, but when I'm actually doing the action scenes, I'm killing people and I'm kind of strangulating somebody, something. I just imagined that I was doing this because I had to. Right. There's no choice for me. It was for me, my hope to keep my hope alive to at one day be free with them running down the beach, so to speak. So it's that passion that came out through that. Hopefully that'll show in the film yeah. and make sense with the character. So, yeah. So Jessica, he's, they said you did your own stunts. Like, uh, how did you prepare for that? Did you, are you, is that something you wanted to do? Or do you consider yourself a very physical person? Do you do martial arts? I don't do martial arts. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I, I found it interesting. I was excited for the opportunity. We had a, like a weapons trainer and um, stunt choreographer who was nice. on the set. We met up with beforehand and everything. So he showed us some moves and, you know, they weren't too advanced. Um, so... I, f I feel like, um, you know, it wasn't... You weren't scaling buildings like Tom Cruise. Yeah, so. it wasn't anything that was, like, too crazy. So, um, but I, I'm happy that I was able to do it. I wouldn't have wanted to, like, have someone else step in. Is this something you want to continue to do, like, as an actor? Do you want to continue to do your own stunts uh, as well, just, your career just grows? Just having, you know, roles with really strong, um, tough women, I, I love that. So, of course... Yeah, and you want to do more action? Yeah, it'd be so yeah, fun. Action is so fun. It mm -hmm. looks fun. So if so, we got a lot of people that listen to the show, a lot of different types of people, and there are some aspiring filmmakers out there. Um, can you talk about a, a little bit about your process? What What is it that you made you say? How did you get the funding for the movie? What made you say, you know what, I'm going to go make this movie myself instead of going out and pitching this movie to 17 people who are not going to get it and are going to ruin it? Um, well, first of all, no matter what you do, you you have to find a way to make it happen. And every film that you do, whether you start with short films, mm -hmm. like most aspiring filmmakers or filmmakers do, that's a building block. And that's another uh, kind of proof of concept that you can do to say, hey, look, at this is what I did with this amount of money to an investor, all that. And, you know, just build up from there. I got lucky with the investor that... Um, that, that eventually gave the money to make this happen. But it also starts with the script. That's right. what sold this investor. They said, this, this script is amazing. What do you need to make this happen? And I was very honest about it. I said, look, this is, this is the amount of money that I really feel we could um, make the film uh, for. And boom. So the, you found one investor. You didn't have to do any crowdfunding. And no, I've you. never had to actually, which is kind of rare, especially. But but that's like doing the whole crowdfunding thing. That's like a whole other job. Yeah, I mean, that's really uh, a whole other thing. And you still have to pay back a lot of the money because there's a lot of like prizes or stuff that you need to give away. So it's really tough. Again, being very honest, the, the, the best thing to, to do is know a couple of wealthy people that believe in your work and that are willing to give the the financing needed mm -hmm. to make it happen and Katrina and I like I said I mean she's she's my right hand woman that is mm -hmm. for damn sure and um, I knew that with her helping produce it with me we could make it happen because when people see this film and again I've seen the whole rough cut um, it it's gonna look on such a higher scale than what the actual budget is nice um, we, and that's we, what it's about that that's what it's value. about yeah. we hustled very hard. We were wearing a lot of different hats, as Katrina knows, as yes, I know. Yes, teamwork. 
It's it's teamwork, and then you you really have to find the team members that one are great at their job, great at communicating, and that we all can come together and know that we are our vision is to make something that looks way beyond than what probably we spent. Our right. DP was amazing. Um, it it just looks like it's a probably thirty forty million dollar movie. Oh, that's nice. So if you had your druthers, where would this movie land? What what are you looking for? I mean, again, you, you hear it a lot from independent filmmakers. We are shooting for the stars. I feel like this has a chance to get limited theatrical. Okay, and all so that, theatrical. Whether that's in New York, L.A., Chicago, just that, or whether that's international. But I, I feel like, again, based on our cast, based on what the story is, we got mm-hmm. action, we got all of that. Um, this is a film that people are going to want to see, and they will be entertained. You know, the reason I ask is because now people want their are looking at Netflix. They're like, you know, I would love to get a movie on Netflix. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Be, that would be, and that, huge. that's a, that's equivalent to. That, I mean, I mean, that's in a, I don't know millions and millions of households, and they are now eligible for awards. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, everybody's some some people are not necessarily looking for that theatrical release anymore because Netflix is an outlet. I mean, Will Smith has a movie on Netflix. Absolutely. So, yeah. I want to shout out our DP, Jason mm-hmm. Weary. Yes. He, he's amazing. He's doing a lot of great things. So I just want to make sure if, if any um, filmmakers out there, directors, producers, he's a great DP to work with. Say his name again. Jason Weary. Jason Weary. I'm going to IMDb him. Uh, I love to. Uh, I live on IMDb. This how because you want to be educated when you talk to people and you want to know, you know, who they are. Oh, yeah. and what I, they IMDb do. stalk people. Yeah, do you, <laughs> do you get jobs that way when well, you, yeah. know, you know? And she still worked with me. Uh, <laughs> so you guys are actors. You are. You just did an independent film. What else are you working on? Um, well, I'm I'm waiting. I'm supposed to be doing a a, a big um, European film in October. It's been delayed until next year, so uh, we'll see early next year. Mm-hmm. And it's a big like a Swiss European kind of production okay. about uh, I don't know if you know the story of Willem Tell, the guy who shoots the apple off the kid's head. Yeah, so they're making like an action version of that. Oh, nice! So it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. I uh, just finished a Lifetime movie where I play oh a teacher who has an affair with her student. Okay, okay. So it's very wrong and <laughs> kind of scandalous and naughty. <laughs> um, other than that, um, I When have, does that come out? That comes out, I think, the end of this year or okay. sometime, but I don't have it a date yet. And um, and you're the teacher that has the affair with I you. am, Uh-oh. yeah. <laughs> other than that, I'm just, I have some writing um, assignments that are in development, so okay, I'm working on cool. that. Nice. And what about you? What do you? What do you? What is the awesome twosome working on now? Well, again, I mean, I'm still kind of knee deep in post, and and mm-hmm. Chase is obviously my priority right now because, as you know, you know, film is made in post. So, um, but again, whatever the next thing that I'm doing, and and I have some stuff cooking as yeah. well. But I I do love the action genre. I do love the badass thing. Is there's a kind of ongoing joke on set that I was always adding more kills. On oh, set, yeah. more kills. It's, it's not a joke. Every single <laughs> no. second, I think we can do one and more. We can do one more. One more. Sounds like Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, like. a little. And um, and I love that show. But um, but yeah, just something something engaging, something where the audience wants to see because they want to be entertained. And who right. doesn't like those kind of action-packed films? I mean, but smart action. Yeah, I love smart them. action. So uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about some stuff, but right now, I'm just focused on post. 
with nice. with Chase. You know, um, I I think about the movie Drive. When I think about uh, I think about those uh, independent style films. When the music was great, the music mm-hmm. was drove the movie, but it was very art house feel and you know the character driven, story driven. And I just love the way it's one of my favorite movies. And it was not a big old you know studio film or whatever, but it was. It, it was those, those are the kinds of movies that move me. So when I think about the, your movie, that's where, where, in, where it puts me in, uh, in the conflict of the man. Sorry. That's because they is. have more breathing room to be able to do art and not just focus on money. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know. So as a producer, Katrina, what are you working on next? Um, right now I am, I shot like a little pilot of a, um, 60s kind of uh, throwback comedy mm-hmm. show like sitcom and um, I'm actually working on my writing and um, want to get into directing more so I am writing a comedy a romantic comedy mm-hmm. and a um, horror I love horror. I like to laugh at horror. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me I think too. it's so funny. Me too. I was. I think when the movie Scream came out, it was hilarious. The very first one, I was la- la- laughing loudly in the theater, and people were turning around to see who the weirdo that was <laughs> laughing at someone getting killed. Because that scene with that the- was Freddie for me. Oh man, yeah. Freddie terrifies me. Oh, Freddie was so me funny. Too. Me too. I was <laughs> on. I was on Hollywood Boulevard yesterday, and the Freddy Krueger character was like doing these gestures to me oh. and I was like mm. and, and yeah. you, you can't escape him even in your sleep no that's, that's the part that's so scary the creepiest thing about him and the hat and the face but and it's the, his sarcasm and dialogue that oh yeah, is yeah absolutely it was it was brilliant yeah. you know and as a comedian when you look at people like that you're like who wrote this this is funny because this this was written by someone who really has some comedy chops um, so you, we are uh, talking to the cast, the director, and the producers of the movie Chase. You got to look for it. Sky Townsend is uh, in the movie, and you guys know her, and you love her from Instagram and her funny videos. Her Beyonce impersonations are hilarious. And hilarious. She is, uh, you know, a force. And now you're going to see her be serious and uh, in this movie where uh, Damien Puckler is fucking up people's lives <laughs> in the name of love. Killing in the movie. People. Yeah. <laughs> he's very clear that he's distinct. He wants to make sure that, to make the distinction that he is not the guy in the movie. And that's so funny yes. that you have to do that now. You see so many actors. Uh, one of the actresses from the movie Power, she rides the train in New York. And she says she always have to tell pe- that has to tell people. A lot of people in that cast, they, they have to say, She's a character on a TV show. That's not who I really oh, yeah. am. I, mean, I don't know if it happened to you, but I've had people literally come up to me on the street and say, why did you do that? Yeah. Like yeah. after an episode of Grimm, for example, why, why did you do that? Why didn't you do this? And I go, it, it, excuse me, sorry. But so, yeah, they, they do take that very serious. Sometimes. People are having a difficult yeah. time uh, distinguishing between reality and fantasy. And I think it's so funny. Even the little boy, Tyreek, uh, Ty, uh, on the on the show, there there's a sketch about a guy in the elevator just going off on him, telling him that he needs his ass beat because he's such a bad <laughs> kid. And he's like, I'm an actor. Well, well an interesting thing, too, is um, Ares' character, yeah, Ares so Spears. Oh, Ares again, is in the movie. Ares, oh. is, Ares is the main the main bad guy. Oh, okay. That, and, that um, and, of course, Ares, you know, comedy legend, you know, starred in Mad TV. He's been doing it since he was, you know, in his teens. Yeah. And he plays against type because he plays a really, really messed up character. Powerful. So, I, yeah, very, uh, he, he gives an job. amazing performance. 
Um, but the thing is, after this film gets released, I'm telling you, at a stand-up, all that, people aren't going to be able to see him in the same light again. Uh, no, I'm sure. Really? Like, because he, he brings it again. Uh, my actors worked with him. Katrina yeah, saw it. you've never really, and I, and I think, um, you know, I wish he was here, but in talking to him, I'm like, yeah, dude, you, you're funny. Like, you are funny mm-hmm. as fuck all the time. But this is a different character for you. I've never seen him play drama like this. Right. And he kills it. Like, he nails it. No, no, I believe it. You know, it's funny. Um, people always tell say that comedians are really good uh, dramatic actors. Exactly. Because they're so dark. Like, Dane Cook was really good in that movie, The ta- uh, Talented Mr. Brooks with um, Kevin Costner. There's a darkness mm-hmm. to us that, you know, you will see. And if you, if you really, really uh, look for it, you'll find it. And I think uh, Aries is... He delivered. You know, yeah, he's yeah. one of those people that's always been... He's funny, does impersonations, and he does. But there's a darkness to him too, because he's a stand-up comedian. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this movie, and um, I'm looking forward to see it on the big screen. So will you keep us at uh, Truth Serum posted on definitely the release of the film and invite us to the screen, and so we can absolutely. talk about it on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm looking. Can you guys uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, your website, and we'll start with you, Damien. Uh, yeah, Instagram, Damien Puckler. Simple as that. D-A-M-I-E-N-P-U-C-K-L-E-R. Damien Puckler. I had to think about it myself. That's uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, yeah, Instagram, I'm Jessica Morris 01. Okay, Jessica Morris 01, and you're going to see her fondling a little kid. <laughs> no! Lifetime. He's not a little kid. I mean, he's, I thought, he, my character thinks he's maybe in his 20s. Oh. I never ask his age. I realize he's a little younger, but then he shows up in my classroom. And anyway. And love ensues. Anyway. Katrina. Um, Katrina underscore Nelson on Twitter, and I am Katrina Nelson on Instagram. And I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Just Michael Mateo Rossi. Uh You'll see it. Rossi, I said it wrong. Theo Rossi is well. A lot of people, a lot of people say Rossi. Yeah, but technically Rossi. 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 I call you Rossi. I know, I know, and that's totally fine. I love it. So thank you so much for being here on Truth Serum. I look forward to seeing your project and your magic that you guys made together. And I, I'm excited about it. I'm always excited about seeing girls kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? see that. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank, Thank you for yeah. being Thank you. here. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. This has been your latest episode of Truth Serum. This is Aida Rodriguez. This weekend, I will be at Boston Laughs Thursday through Saturday. Um, you can get tickets at funnyaida.com. And um, I will be back uh, in, um, in Los Angeles to the Comedy Union on October 6th at 8 o'clock p.m., Thank you so much for tuning in to Truth Serum. This is Ida Rodriguez, and we are out. Yeah, let's go. Your girlfriend at my next show, OVOXO, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up? Real nigga doing real stuff. Get a lot of money, you can never get enough. And you know the new shit sounds so tough. So-and-so just walked in, so what? I don't really vibe with a lot of these niggas. I ain't really in it, giving more than one chance, girl. I already tried with a lot of these niggas. Fuck that. That team don't know real, what's that? That can't be from here. That can't be what they believe in is the best shit of the year. That's that fake shit, that's that fake shit. That's that top row of veneers. Just when they get in impatience, when I make it world premiere. Ah, uh, damn, word, award show's coming. Make sure you spell the shit right. Make sure to give me
me all the credit I deserve. Make sure the good stuff's still in that sprite. They watch us make this shit into a song. You ain't living that boy, stop stealing that life. Anything can happen when I do see y'all. Guess it all depends how I'm feeling that night. Okay, live my life in hotels. Bitch, better have my room right. If they kill me, bury me a legend. Bitch, better have my tomb right. Ah, this is perfect for the women that I've loved before. I love them all. I just love me more. I could bet all of the riches that I ever had. Rushing the night like a shark, babe, would it be bad? 